This Could Get Dicey is an imperfect Dungeons and Dragons game played imperfectly. Like the name suggests, this podcast could get dicey. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome to This Could Get Dicey, a D&D podcast where a group of buds get to unwind from their 9 to 5s and step into the world of Drew Gala. My name is Destiny Nieto, I play Loomis Bjorn, and before things get a little too dicey, i just like to say it's a beautiful day to experience something new. Oh, what Let's was all guess. it? We gotta oh, guess. We're guessing. Um, uh, oh, I got nothing. Uh, was it was it a new food item you'd never tried before? No. Okay. Was it a new um uh was it a new performance based thing? Yes. What the, what does that you? even mean? Before, I performed without telling y'all. <laughs> <laughs> did a live show. I did a live show of this podcast without y'all. Uh no, I went to the ballet for the first time. Oh, oh shit. Okay. What did you yeah. Uh, respect the art. Athletes. Beautiful. Not for me. Fair. Understandable. When I was in the school of theater and dance, I wasn't really interested in the dance part. <laughs> no, I mean, great dancing. I, I liked it. But the whole time I was like, hey, I wish they like would just break out into a song right now. <laughs> yeah, there's no words in the ballet. There's no <laughs> words. It's a lot of quiet. Um, how long is the Nutcracker running these days? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. It seems like forever. I think not tagging this one, huh? No, <laughs> <laughs> Not as, sorry. Uh, I want to say there's three acts. No, no, three. Yeah, three acts. And I think each Oof. of them were 40-ish minutes long. Okay. All right. Ouch. That's a little yeah. beefy. That's you a stayed little for beefy. the third 40-minute section knowing... <laughs> Yeah, well, so it, it got better because as the later acts had more, the the dancing involved didn't have a quote-unquote plot associated with them. It was just them performing, them dancing. I was like, I like this because there's not like supposed to be a plot you're supposed to follow. They're just twirling around, and that's cool. So it kind of got better, uh, but not going to lie, the first act was a bit rough for me. <laughs> Were you scared of the Rat King? No, okay. Uh, the Rat King and the people that played the rats, kind of hot. Of course. Okay. All right. <laughs> hot rats. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to the ballet either. And thanks for solidifying probably me ever going in the future. <laughs> we used to watch, we have like a VHS copy of the Nutcracker, and we would watch that at Christmas time. Do you, did you do you enjoy it? It's fine. 
apparently the one that we saw here the storyline is different than i guess the original nutcracker or they changed something so i am intrigued of what's different but i don't think i'm gonna watch it live maybe i'll read about it but (laughs) (laughs) that's austin theater um (laughs) hi i'm alex Villarreal. I play Ellis Vendove, and today is a beautiful day to uh, do a small glow-up on a bathroom. Oh. Oh, I love this feeling. Does that mean you just, like, bleached everything? I, um, yeah, I sprayed everything down with a hydrogen peroxide solution and scrubbed it scrubbed it down with old toothbrushes and stuff, and I got new new shower caddy, new shower liner, oh. new toilet paper holder. I often, the bathroom is the last place i think to make look nice in my house Mm -hmm. and then but once you do make your bathroom look nice you're like i can hang out in here (laughs) (laughs) spend some time in here yeah i mostly i see other people's bathrooms and i'm like huh nice good job y'all when i see like other people's bathrooms i'm like how much time are you spending cleaning your house not hopefully don't think that with us we don't not a lot i I get pretty, I pretty, I get pretty hard on the toilet. I go, I go, yeah. I'm sorry. I clean the toilet a lot. <laughs> I go pretty hard on the toilet. <laughs> let, let me, let me stop and rephrase this. I'm going to be in the bathroom uh, like a clean- long time. It needs to look good. <laughs> um, no, I like cleaning my toilet a lot, but there are several other aspects of the bathroom that I'm just like, I don't but bother I, But with. also like your whole house, like just in general, I'm just saying like in general, you know, you see someone's bathrooms like immaculate. You're like, dang. Like, are you, like, hardcore mopping everything all the time? Like, I don't know. Just, like, it's just interesting to think about what other people's cleaning habits might be. Mm-hmm. TikTok will make you feel really bad about your cleaning <laughs> habits. Yeah. I haven't heard a lot of good that TikTok does. We're lucky to have a very small house. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't buy a small house? <laughs> oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Kenny Chilton, and I play Emil Mazak, and it's a beautiful day to sit at a campfire. Correct. Yeah. Nice. Just good vibes. It's warm, and it, it got it got chilly. Yeah, we there was a cold front yesterday, so we had a fire. Audience, we the royal we here on the podcast had a fire yesterday, and um, yeah, it was. It, I was so glad that it, it cooled down enough to justify having a fire because it was going to happen one way or the other. There were definitely some scary moments where I thought a bunch of embers were going to rain down on me. Oh, why? Why you specifically? When the wind would blow, it was all coming in my direction. <laughs> Alex probably felt this too because he was right next to me. But like, there was definitely some times where I'm like, that's a lot of little sparks coming right at me. Hmm. Just take me. Take me away, embers. <laughs> to the fire realm. It's just good. Having a conversation at a fire too is just different than a regular conversation. It really is. You just made fire right in front of yourselves. It's weird. I also like coming home and shedding the clothes of that fire and being like, goodbye, clothes. See you mm-hmm. when you don't smell like this anymore. Yeah. I just I just showered a couple hours ago from the fire last night. I smelled like smoke all day. And I loved it. <laughs> Hello. My name is Becky Schmader, and I am the game master for This Could Get Dicey, and... It's a beautiful day to um, paint a miniature, I guess. 
All right. Dude, Are you sure? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, all day today, I've been like, it's a beautiful day to be depressed. But I'm like, you can't say that as your actual beautiful day. You can say no. it's a beautiful day to be yeah. in your feelings. Yeah, there you go. There's a way to frame yeah, it. Yeah, it's not really my feelings. Just, we don't have to get into it. <laughs> it's a beautiful day to paint a miniature. What miniature did you paint, Beggy? I can't say. Great. Oh. Oh. Mm. Did is you it, do a good job then? Yeah, is I it good? I think so. Is it Gramps? Is it a cute? Okay. Is it Gramps? No, it's, it's not of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's not of anybody on the podcast or anything on the podcast. Oh. Uh, so why can't, uh, it's just us here. Why can't you tell us? I guess we'll wow. find out in approximately we'll... 15 days. Oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> Happy birthday, so- Jesus. Sorry, I Is it a baby Jesus? <laughs> yeah, it's a whole in a manger. Scene. Yeah, it's a whole. I made a nativity. I guess we'll just see what happens on the twenty fifth. <laughs> Do you think somewhere in like Utah, there's some like at BYU, they have like a D and D group, and they're doing like uh, a very like gospel based five uh, E campaign? Where oh like, God. no, because if like, you're if you're going to that level, you're you're not allowed to play this any class as Jesus Christ. <laughs> you can only be a cleric. Um, and you fight. I want to be Mark. I could I could make some Mormon jokes right here right now on the on the pod if you want, because the Mormon Church has a living prophet. Uh, There's like whole the real oh, world right. is the DM, DM's playground, you know, for the prophet. Interesting. You can set it in in the what what's where, what decade did the third book come out in? Like the twenties, the thirties, forties. The third book, the Book of Mormon. Yeah, the Book of Mormon. A long time the third, ago. The third book in the in the early eighteen hundreds. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I thought okay. you were talking about third edition D and D for a second, and I was like, definitely not the twenties, no, no. Allie. Definitely <laughs> I'm not. Talking about, I'm talking he about the Jonathan Smitherson. <laughs> 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 All right. Anyways, <laughs> everyone will eventually see the miniature I painted All right. before this episode comes out. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's probably true. Okay, let's play some D and D, everybody. Right? Woo! Woo! <laughs> Last we left off, our adventurers were in the home of Emil and Kara Mazak on the evening of the 27th of Windcrisp. The Mazaks returned from the store and you all had a lovely dinner with a gift from Angel to Emil, a magical item that could draw a weapon into existence. Emil, you put your children to bed before returning downstairs to have a serious conversation with your wife about all that has, all that's been happening to you. The truth came out about your affliction of Dries blood, that it's progressing and that it might be genetic. Kara was upset and frustrated that you had kept it from her, uh, but you all ended the evening peacefully and in love still. It is Sunday morning on the 28th day of Windcrisp. Everyone in the home is gathering around the table for a beautiful breakfast spread of crisp waffles, fruits, juices, jams, bacon, and whatever the heart could desire. As you all are gathering around, Salda brings up to Emil the honey that they're using to drizzle on their fruit. Uh, Dad, we got this honey in the store, and you know, we used to carry multiple honeys and spread, but this honey has been so popular, we stopped carrying all the other ones. It's only, uh, it's the only one anyone would buy, and oh. that, of course, has helped our overhead costs, uh, and it comes straight from Honeyguard, the island of the bees. Oh, get that, Alice. This comes straight from Honeyguard. Wait, interesting. Hey, hold on a second. Um, how long ago did you start carrying just this one? 
because what? Ellis's last name is Vandove, and this is called Vandove Honey. Oh, well, we got it, yeah, like, a, like about a month ago, we just started carrying just this one. Ellis Vandove, have you been this entire time? A representative for Vandove, honey, just working your way into my company? Has that been the angle this entire time? You got it, bud. I'm a sales rep. Um, I got kidnapped on purpose so I can um, get into bed with you. I'm joking. Um, Is this your family's honey? Is this you? Uh, it's my dad's. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's a distinction. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, my father's business. Um we come from, I mean, they don't call it honey guard for, for no reason. We got great bees. There's something about the air pressure there um, and the, you know, just the, the humidity and stuff. I'm, I'm not really big on the whole science of it, but um, yeah, we, my, my family makes honey. I, well, that, so clearly, they still do. When I left, they, they were making honey um, and it seems like they have franchised. I'm getting like a touch of anger in your voice when you bring up your family no um they um they i mean i i will say i have uh nothing to do with it um and uh i will say without a doubt without without you know sliver of doubt uh yeah it's the best fucking honey you'll ever eat in your whole life i gotta give this a whirl Loomis. you want some no i mean you don't i mean you just taste it you can spit it out if you want i can't taste you can't taste either. That's why I don't eat. I don't well, need it. Well, uh, Loomis, uh, it, it tastes like good honey, and I'm I'm sure at some point in your life you've had honey. Um, tastes like good honey. Maybe you'll try it. Let me know what you think. You yeah. see, Angel oh. also like grabs the honey dipper and is like drizzling it on everything, and like dunks like a whole like berry into the honey, Fuck and yeah. it's like, it's it's so good. I was like, this is such good honey, like. We taste tested, obviously, all the other honeys we had. But when we made the choice to just carry this honey, it wasn't just because it was popular amongst our customers, but also because it was popular with us here in the family. I mean, just look at how good it is on all of the berries. Like, she's just been consuming honey all morning, it seems like. I'll give it a whirl as well. What's it? Is it good? As good as it's they describe? It's delicious. It has, like, a bit of a floral uh, taste to it. It seems that the bees have been gathering amongst beautiful, well-taken-care-of wildflowers. Uh, so that's where the floral taste comes from. But yeah, it's delicious, honey, smooth, not grainy at all. This is a superior product, Ellis. This is something to be proud of. I'm sure they are. Yeah, um, my mom um, had, um, had a lot of lavender and rose plants and um, figured if... The bees could pollinate on something that would help something different, you know, give it a little bit of, I don't know, a deeper note or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I'm glad you like it. I'm glad they're doing well. Um, you should keep selling it. I look over at Salda and Angel and look back at Alice and say, I'm sorry you don't feel as uh, connected to your dad's business. Um, but I get it. Um, how, how did this make its way here from Honeyguard, girls? Who, who, who did, did someone specific bring it or did you find it in a salesman? How did, how did it get here? Uh, uh, 
uh, yeah, we, I mean, a salesman came by. It seems like they're expanding uh, to send out honey into the more popular or to larger cities besides Honey Garden. So they brought it, uh, a, a, a guy brought us a crate of it and asked if we wanted to try selling it. And we tried, gave it a go. And of course, people of Vins were like, love when stuff is like imported, even though, you know, Honey Garden's not that far away, but they do love when things are like imported. Uh, uh, so it's been very popular just because of that as well. Did you, Ellis, did you tell anyone about Venzo's Varieties? How, how, how would they have known to come here? I um, have no, I mean, this is probably just um, a pat on y'all's back, uh, Mazax, but um, I didn't tell anybody anything. They must have heard about y'all from their own sources. Um... You could probably tell that, like, um, Ellis is usually pretty chipper. Um, he's kind of wearing it on his face right now that he's he's obviously not trying to be rude um, in front of Zelda or Angel, but he's just kind of, he has a very, like, I don't give a fuck face on. Ellis is also usually very uh, hungry. Is he eating the honey or no? Does Ellis eat the honey? No, I'm not eating the honey at all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I, I clocked it with Vindove honey, um, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I'm good. At least have a waffle. Oh no, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm I'm piling I'm piling my plate up with other stuff. I'm just not I'm just avoiding the drizzle. But yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm yeah, I'm glad y'all are carrying it. Uh, it's it's crazy to see it so far, um, out westward. Neat. Uh, so what's what's uh, the plan for today, huh? Uh, well, maybe we can walk the girls to school and then we have a little a little bit of business, some some meetings. Uh, uh, at least one meeting I'd like to take today. That's of utmost importance. Do you, uh, you want us to join um, you on your w- walk? Yes, yeah, to, for sure. Um, Kara, I, I imagine you're going to be headed out to get the store open soon? Uh, yes, that, that'd be great if you could take the, the girls uh, to school and, and I'll head to the store. And then, uh, yeah, we can all reconvene again. Uh, at the end of the school day, the, the girls will come by the shop and, and work a little bit before we close up for the evening. Um, we can meet back here for dinner or, or, or whatever. Sounds like a plan. But before we head out, I, I kind of turn to Emil and I go, I don't know if this is too forward, but can would you mind if I gave your family something? Kind of like to say thank you? Oh, no. Be my guest. It'd be a faux pas not to. Oh, good to know. I look uh, at Loomis. Loomis. <laughs> I, I like Loomis. <laughs> you start digging through the thing. Um, I go up to um, uh, Salda and Angel, and I kind of kneel down, uh, and I pull out the um, Origami Demon message scroll, um, and I say, um, I say, hey, um, I'm sure your dad told you, but um, we're going to have to leave. Uh fairly soon um but uh i just wanted to let you know that uh your dad's in good hands um and uh we're happy to spend time with y'all um we 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 thank you for your hospitality and if you ever need and i look at kara i say if you ever need to reset reach out to us um you can use this um i will say it makes a little demon guy but the demon guy will just run away and come towards us um but yeah just in case you ever need to reach out to us very quickly. Oh, that, that's really helpful. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Ellis. That's really nice. 
No problem. Do we have to like fold it ourselves or does it just automatically fold it to a demon? Cause we don't, we don't know origami. I think, I think it, I think it automatically does it for you. You see like Angel's like eyes light up at that. Just like holding the scroll in her hands. <laughs> Look at Kara specifically and say, this is not to be resold. <laughs> this is to use in case of emergency. Yes. Yeah. No. Definitely, we will. We will keep this safe uh, for emergencies when we need to, to to reach out to you all. Yes. That was very nice, Ellis. I thank you. Oh, thank y'all. It's um, it's 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 nice to have a good night's rest in a in a proper home. But everyone else just, I think, kind of just turns towards Loomis <laughs> quietly. <laughs> My gift to y'all is I won't mess up and kill all your plants in the garden. I've seen what Loomis can do to a plant, so that is that is a true gift. I'd take it. I would take it on the chin. <laughs> also, you sold a pair of boots yesterday. Or toys, I think. So, good job. Thank you. All right, girls. <laughs> go finish getting ready for school. All right. Everyone kind of rushes off to, to do the rest of their morning routines before... Is there anything you want to do before you all head off into the into Vinzel? Yeah, I just as Kara is walking out the door, I'll just say... Thank you for being so understanding, and I, I know I can't say it enough. I'm, I'm sorry that it's happening this way, but I'm going to make it right. I know, and uh, I'll do what I can to help here. Love you. I love you as well. And she kisses you on the cheek before heading out the door and off to the shop. Uh, the girl's are waiting to be escorted to school okay yeah welcome to yeah, school you all... i don't know what district it would be in or whatever but you know that's a good question it'd probably be uh in the same district that y'all are in so okay. the light watch light district watch. so you all um head to the school you uh, do you say anything to them before they they go inside just generalities see okay. you later okay. you do that they hug everyone goodbye um, and now it is the three of y'all outside the school in the Light Watch District. Whew. Okay, give it to me straight. How do you think it went last night? Um, Loomis, you start. <laughs> I was really looking for your answer because it'll be the most straightforward, I think. I mean, there was times I wanted to slap you across the face, and Kara had better points than you brought up. But overall, it was pretty decent. I think you did a good job of laying out your anxieties and worries. Um, off, uh, there was a couple moments where I felt they were misplaced, but ultimately, I think um, you and your wife have a better understanding of each other than we currently do. Um, and I'm glad y'all seem to be in good spirits. Yeah, it does feel a little different now. Um, it's been a while since I haven't felt like we were wholly in control of our lives. So kind of weird it's kind of liberating in a way kind of exciting that uh you know back to this stage i was in in my early career where we're having to scrap for everything and kind of feels like that right now i, I i'd like to go see sir quay Nithod of the citrine delegation um he's the one who taught me more about the, my of the, the drees blood without calling it that but I think he knows more than he let on. Uh, he told me to find this indigo magnolia. He, but he did 
Also, he, his name came up in some of the research I did. He, he might even know who my parents were. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I need to, I need to talk to him. But I don't, I don't want to talk to him alone. At this point, it feels like it could be a liability. I mean, yeah, we literally have nothing on the the docket uh, until the ball. So, uh, whatever we can take care of, let's take care of. I did want to ask Emil. Um, Kind of with everything going on, it's ultimately up to you and her, but do you think it's a good idea if Kara comes to the ball? It would it would be weird if she didn't. It would be kind of suspicious. Um, it's kind of an expectation. I think it's just because you just brought up the word liability, and um, I imagine we're going to get into some sticky situations at the ball, and especially the whole... Um, Nanoxus's guests potentially coming in. I just, you know, looking out for, for your fam. Oh, yeah. That's a good point, actually. I forgot about your friends that are coming. Not my friends. Not my <laughs> friends. Don't know who they are. In fact, know little to nothing about um, anything. But I just want to be prepared, and I don't want any fingers pointing back at me. <sighs> I guess I'll talk to her about that tonight. Um... Becky, what, what's the date? What day is it? Today is the 28th day of Windcrisp. You know that you're supposed to meet with Elizabeth also on the day before the okay. first day of Halloween, so you're supposed to meet with her on the 30th. Just something to think about. Um, You know, yeah. obviously, you you can make your own choices and all that, but yeah, let's go see Sir Quain. I thought he, he, you make him sound super cool, so if he's a total dud, um, we're, do me and Lumos are going to clown on him. Well, I don't, I don't know that he's cool. I... I don't I don't think I like the guy, but he was the only one I could find who could who could do anything for me in regard to what was happening, so I went with him for a little bit. <sighs> Is, what should we call him? Should do we call him Sir Quay Nithod? Do we call him Sir, Quaid? Sir Quay. Call- Sir Quay. Quay. Oh Quay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh but Sir I think is important to him. That's what I call him at least. Um he does have a name that you kind of want to say the whole thing, but I think Sir Quay is fine. <laughs> it does go hard. Uh, other things on the docket, I, I also want to visit the Marguerites um, to kind of give our condolences. Uh, and oh, yeah. we got to get we gotta get our clothes for this ball. I know we got new suits, but we're going to need masks. We're going to need to be fully blinged out to, to blend in. I kind of elbow Loomis and go, eh? Eh, new clothes? <laughs> What's wrong with the new suits we got? These are great starts, but we're going to need to add on to it. Why? Because otherwise we're we're going to stand out. We're going to look like maybe the help or, um, you know, people will wonder why we're there. Yeah, fair, nice. Fair awesome. Awesome, cool, Kitty. Let's go see your uh, your little side piece. Let's go visit. Yes. <laughs> hey, thanks for making it all the way to the mid-episode ad break of our podcast. This could get dicey. It means a lot that you're here. If you like what you're listening to, share it maybe. Tell somebody about it. Um, if you want some more of us, if you like us that much, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at TCGDPod for funny stuff. 
Uh, but yeah, don't want to take up too much of your time. Just, you know, really appreciate you being here. Um, enjoy the rest of the episode. Sir Quay Nythod's office is in the Citrine Delegation Meeting Hall within the High Hells District of Vinzor. So you all head over from Lightwatch to the High Hells District. The Meeting Hall is a large stucco building that sits at the intersection of a few streets, making uh, the building sort of a triangle with three towers. Honey yellow flags wave from the towers and large banners drape down the sides. Coming in and out of the building are folks of all types, scholars and academics, tinkerers and crafters. There are a few individuals coming in and out uh, in armor with honey yellow tabards and a few other things, and a few others with tight-fitting honey yellow robes. Uh, emblazoned across the banners, flags, and tabards is the symbol of the Citrine Delegation, a hexagon with a honeycomb background and a singular crystal in the middle of it. Entering inside the building, it's quite alive. People moving around with great purpose here. The entrance to the hall is a large open room with grand tapestries depicting discoveries made by members of the delegation. One is of a female elf, her dark skin stark against the cream background of the tapestry. She stands in front of a group of individuals, holding up her hands with flames emitting from them. Another tapestry shows a halfling man with pale skin on a dark brown background. He sits behind a desk, working on a mechanical device of some sort. Another shows a dwarven woman with olive skin on a green background, applying ointment to a man's skin as he lays in a bed, his skin red in one area and flecked with yellow, white, green, and black. The Citrine Delegation is a large organization with those devoted to arcane of all sorts, their success depicted largely for all to see. The delegation exists to learn together, be better together, and keep those who might do harm in check. Emil, you know where Sir, Sir Quay Nythod's office is, having been there many times. He always said that if you were in need of him to head directly there, so you all head past the front desk to the back staircase that lead upwards. You stop at the landing for the second floor and head down a hall until you reach the door of his office. Sir Quay Nythod, Citrine Delegation member since 197 EA. But before we um, enter, I ask Emil, um, did you ever mention that Sir Quay Nythod is a part of the Citrine delegation? Yeah, for sure. That's I mean, that's how I was connected with Daniel Stravich. She's also a member. Dang. As is uh, Zena. This is a pretty big web. Yeah, it's not a secret of here. <laughs> I feel like it kind of stands out. Um, you know, I was coming here for quote-unquote self-defense lessons uh but really i mean there's a lot of knowledge in these halls and i have a lot of customers here too um yeah it's it's a pretty crazy place i never uh thought of it that way it's just kind of a staple of the institution of zenzor well lead on captain okay um i'll say uh well i guess i'll ask you becky based on what my interactions with sir quay how would I best advise these two to, like, interact with him? Um, I think you know that, like, while he's a member of the Citrine delegation, he's also um, probably, like, you and him have, like, more of an informal relationship just because you've been going to see him for, like, a little bit. Uh, so you know that, like, they could they can talk to him and, and, and call him Sir Quay and, like, he's not going to be like, I don't know you, I'm not going to talk to you two or anything. Um, but yeah, they can refer to him as Sir Quay or Sir Nythod. Either of those would work. 
gotcha. I convey all this. Say anything else before we go in that I need to be thinking about, or I I don't think so. I is this a is this a space that we can speak freely about your condition? Yes. Um, he has never said the word Dries blood to me though, so I'd like to withhold that particular bit of information. I do want to update him on some of the developments in my physical condition but and i also want to confront him about some of the research he's done in the past uh, and, and we'll just see where i'm gonna feel it out as to how much i want to disclose great i'll just keep quiet in the back <laughs> no feel free to jump in if anything comes to mind <laughs> knock knock uh yeah knocking on the door you hear a come in from the other side uh, opening the door, the office is quite large, the walls lined with bookcases and a desk on one side, behind which is a fawn man. The rest of the room is quite open and the ground is covered in a mat of some sort, uh, like one that might be there to soften blows during a spar. The fawn man looks up from his work. He has pale skin, curly black hair, and wears a dark green vest over a cream buttoned and pressed top. His legs are covered in black and curly hair, and as he stands to come towards you all, he's a good bit uh, under six feet in height. He has a full beard, and as he comes closer, his beard and hair, you can see, is starting to become speckled in gray. Uh, Emil, my boy, uh, welcome back to Vinzor. I hope your journeys have proved fruitful with information. Oh, yes, they have, and many developments you will be interested in. It's... It's good to see you, and I extend a hand to shake. Yeah, he takes your hand and, and shakes it as well. I think he kind of, like, you know, knowing your condition, like, kind of grabs your hand and sort of, like, spins it around to, like, look at your wrist to see if there's anything uh, different. Uh, how, how is your condition? Uh, any developments there? Oh, plenty to share. Feels good to walk into this room knowing I'm not going to walk out with a bunch of bruises, I have to say. Um... I, uh, yeah, I want to introduce you first before we jump the gun here. Uh, this is Loomis and this is Ellis. These are two associates who have been helping me. We can speak freely in, in front of them, as you've ah. already decided to Apo do. <laughs> Apologies, but yes, welcome to my office and, and welcome to uh, the Citrine delegation. If you've never been here before, uh, welcome to Vinzo as well. I am Sir Quay Nythard, uh, an established member of the Citrine delegation, focus on uh, sort of humanities and, and science. Thank you, sir, for allowing us into your dojo, sir. And we are honored guests here, sir Quay. Yeah, thanks. Fantastic. Um, I take off my jacket and shirt, as I am wont to do when I walk in this room, uh, revealing, I think, you know, knotted knotted joints and limbs wherever my skin has started roughing up i'll show him that i show him the newest development which is the good berries that are growing off of my left clavicle like right near my heart area um and say quay it, it's developed exponentially quicker than it had been before does uh Yes, these berries. I've, I've never seen anything like that before. Uh, he goes to his desk and, and grabs like a journal and a quill. And then I think he kind of grabs like a like a pointing instrument, like a wooden rod of sorts that he can use to kind of like poke at you a little bit. Um, 
I think he kind of like runs you through sort of like a, a physical of some sort to kind of see like how are your joints feeling and how um you know how is your movement and your heart rate and all of this and do you think that like when you're kind of like fully embracing this form that like are your joints stiffer or anything like that or no like, what's it's it feel the like? opposite it's like warming up once i get moving it's actually better and when I'm when I'm trying to be a Mule Mazak businessman uh, instead of a Mule Mazak tree man, uh, it gets worse. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think as I like even walking into this room, I feel like uh, highlights some of the the more flora aspects of a meal. He just like loosens up immensely um, and is exhibiting the full capabilities. He's emitting spores, and and um, I think maybe towards the end of this little physical, I will walk over to where I know there's a potted plant in the room. I'll start walking that way, <laughs> and uh, uh, grab a handful of dirt and just start munching on it. Of the, I think Sir Quay doesn't even like think twice of you like eating the dirt. I don't know if Emil or or sorry, if I don't know if Ellis or Loomis like take any sort of like shock to a meal eating dirt we've only ever seen seen it once or twice now I, I once or twice for sure i think loomis not necessarily taking a back but a like a little bit perplexed i guess of just like oh right emil does this not often but it does seem like he feels this is i feel like this is the most Loomis has seen Emil be like his true self, even in front of his like family. I kind of elbow Loomis and I go, I'm like, isn't that neat? You have to go um, sit in a forest and destroy it. And Emil has to eat dirt um, to feel good about himself. Um, I got to I got to figure out a nature thing. I got to start like brushing my teeth with uh, corn husks or eating pebbles or something. I don't know. It seems like a vibe in our group right now. Loomis leans in to Ellis like very closely and would make sure only Ellis can hear so was like you had a bird fly through you it's pretty nature yeah it, it, it was like dripping tar oil or something it felt very otherworldly nature but yeah I'll take it I'm Birdman <laughs> TM Birdman TM all rights reserved so so Quay this this all of this has happened in just the last in two months few months however long it's been since i was you sent me away i'm getting worried this is this is worse and kara knows now there's no way to hide it from her well i think it's good that your your wife maybe knows about this now but has there been any um revelations or or moments in in the last month or two uh, to maybe trigger an acceleration of uh this this disease I mean, we've been fighting to survive. I've, I've succumbed to it a little more. I, you know, our, in our first encounter, I, I was coughing up a storm and held back so that I, I wouldn't use my powers. But um, I've used them a lot, a lot in life and death situations in the last month. I mean, we, ha- we the three of us, have been through a, a, an incredible amount of danger that required me to use it that I in cases I would rather have not and also I have learned more about the condition itself 
I, I'd be happy to share, but I really want to hear from you. Some of my research in Mistfall brought your name up. Specifically, the research about the Indigo Magnolia, I think you know more about it than you let on. I admit um, that I did research with the Indigo Magnolia and that I've, uh, yes, done research uh, surrounding that before, but I, I, I didn't tell you about my, my previous study. It did involve use of the Indigo Magnolia, yes, and well, it didn't end very successfully, and I suppose I, I was a bit unsure you should know about the, uh, un, the unsuccessfulness of it. Um, your mind and your, your will is your greatest asset with this affliction, uh, as far as I can tell. And, and to put such worry into you, such grief, I, I, I didn't want it to affect your resolve, I suppose. Um, these previous studies weren't exactly the results we're looking for, you and I. We want a, a cure after all, and, and both studies have proven to fail at doing exactly that. Uh, but we, we do know that the indigo magnolia can affect someone's will, and do some sort of effect to your affliction, but uh, I, I apologize for, for not being uh, completely uh, forthright with you. I just... Wait, uh, wait, wait. You're saying both studies. I know about one. I know about the, the heroism potion you tried to make. What, what's the other one? Well, I, I'm, I'm sure... Well, maybe not natural, but there, there was a, a, a second study surrounding... Uh, somebody with, with an affliction similar to yours. It, it was not a study done by myself, but it, it is a study I, I know of. Oh, yes. I see. Yes. Um, I heard about this one too. Uh, Guinevere or something? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, the, the study from about 112 years ago in, in 149 EA. Uh, I think at this point Sir Quay's kind of like pulled out another notebook and is looking through it. A scientist, Guinevere Salmonet, uh, who has since passed, used the resource on a patient that showed an ailment which caused them to require dirt as nutrients. Guinevere made a potion with the plant, attempting to rid the patient of their ailment. Guinevere died before the study was completed, but her associates finished the report by stating that the potion failed to rid the patient of the ailment. If anything, it seemed to enhance their qualities. Uh, the ailment throughout is referred to as Dries blood. Nothing else in the study about it. The patient's name has been struck from the record, and after the study, there was no word of their whereabouts. So yes, that was that was another study um, that happened, and, and I apologize for keeping both my study as well as Guinevere's study um, away from you. Um, again, I wanted to protect your mind uh, and your, your will. Um, it is unsure... Uh, you know, it is important to keep your mental fortitude uh, when dealing uh, with something like this. You say so yourself as you, it changes uh, the progress on the body given your control of it and your uh, will to, to have it be present or not present. I guess you're right, because right now, hearing you talk about these two studies and how they failed is making me think that the last couple months have been a complete waste of my time. I'm not even going to be able to get the Indigo Magnolia until the winter. And by that time, who knows? I'll, I may be entirely wood at that point. Well, that's very good that you... you Do you know where to, f to find the Indigo Magnolia? I know where to find it. I know when to find it. But nothing you're telling me right now makes me think that it's going to be worthwhile. Well, I... 
Well, I know this isn't what you're wanting to hear, and, and I'm sorry there aren't more answers for you. This is science we're dealing with. Uh, it requires experimentation. The cure to your affliction is not documented anywhere. The closest answer we have is this flower, which might affect it in some way. And we don't know to the full extent with, with which it will affect it, but that's the best lead we have, and, and that is that is science. Um, are, are there any other... Is, is there anything else you learned in the last month or two? Quay, I know you're a scientist. I am not an experiment. I... I am not someone to just put into your fucking notebooks to talk about a hundred years from now. I, I am more than that. Emil Mazak has to be more than that. I can't just... This can't be it for me. So if there's anything else you're withholding, I, I need to know. I, I'm not withholding any more information from you, Emil, but I, I must say your your disposition here has is changed. Is there, is there something that you've learned that would uh, make this all so much more dire than it was uh, before you left? You just seem so much more rabid for answers. In, well, first of all, these two have emboldened me uh, in ways that they've made me see how dangerous I already am. And when we were in the woods outside of Mistfall, we came across a collector by the name of Conrad Davenport. He had found uh, and, and collected a, a full person, a Dries blood person, entirely transformed, almost, almost entirely made of wood. I was able to collect some samples of, of blood in um, one of the two vials that I produced. I gave one to Danielle. I'll take one out now. I don't know how if it's still good or not, but <laughs> I dig it out. Um, and I. Uh, Hand it to him. Say, this person was, was dead. Um, but I saw what I'm going to become. And also, I did I did uncover some information about maybe my one of my parents. I think maybe my mother. And I'll show him the letter that I got from Isabella at the library in Mistfall. Yeah, I think he's continuing to take notes and sort of starts looking at the, the blood vial and... And looking at the letter, well, I I know, I, I didn't know that you would find any of these answers when you went out, so I, I understand we don't have a solution in hand, but these are great advancements in our knowledge of, of this affliction, Emil, and, and you shouldn't be so down on yourself uh, thinking that you didn't find the answers. Surely you didn't find the answers you were fully looking for, but... To, to know what your end is, perhaps. We don't know. We don't know at what stage that person was at. We don't know how old they were. But uh, to know that a future state of yours, to know that perhaps it is a genetic trait, perhaps to... This this letter, it mentions the town of Ursa Nora. Have, have, I, it's very far away from Misfall, so I assume you haven't been there before, but... Uh, is that a, a, a to-do, to, to see what's, what might be be there? We haven't talked about it yet, but it has to be next for me. We're, we're on a job right now, some business here in the city, but after that, then yes, we will be heading to... I mean, I will. I, I hope Alice and Loomis are down. We haven't talked about it yet.
Becky, can I do like a vibe check on Sir Quay? I don't know how Absolutely. if I need to be specific, but I just kind of want to get an overall vibe check on him. Seeing that Emil's just so honest and open of just like not hiding anything right now, but Loomis is a little bit suspicious. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Roll it insight. Can I hop in there at what, uh, as well? <clears throat> I'm specifically like focusing on the fact that like it seems like Sir Quay Nithod seems to be like very almost like unbiased towards uh Emil like just just very just like facts no feelings yeah go ahead both of you roll an insight 16 nine okay um yeah I think Ellis you're maybe more distracted and like kind of you know you're trying to read the situation but I think you're kind of a little bit more worried about like Emil in this situation of like I don't know this Sir Quay guy but like Maybe I don't love his vibe, but I'm more worried about my my friend Emil here and like what he's kind of going through. But I think Loomis, you do pick up um, that this guy is like through and through like a scientist. And I think you know maybe him and Emil had a different relationship prior to this, but I think him kind of being um, confronted with like his non-truths, I guess he's like this demeanor of like I am a scientist, and ultimately this is a to me like kind of like an experiment and yeah there's like a level of like yes Emil is like a human in front of him but he also wouldn't necessarily care about this person if he didn't have this affliction so just to reiterate I'm kind of picking up that it's all transactional even though maybe Emil saw him like looked up to him in a way but I'm really just getting that it was it's always been transactional just to get yeah. gain knowledge. Yes. Okay. Just based off physical appearance here, what's the age difference between them two? Um, Sir Quay's like pre- pretty old, I get, or like he's definitely. I mean, I forgot exactly how like Fawn's age. I think they like die at like a hundred and fifty or something like that. So he's definitely like over like the hundred mark for Fawn. So you know, like middle aged Fawn. But uh, yeah, I mean, Emil's like forty something like that. Thirty forty. Yeah, it's like forty. So, like, you know, there's, like, a 60-year difference, I think. I think I chime chime up, um, and I say, um, hi, uh, you know, Ellis, um, so, um, like, like, uh, Emil said here, we're, we're, we're kind of along for the ride, um, and, um, as, as you can tell, um, Emil seems quite concerned, obviously, and, and we are as well, um, do you have... In, in y'all's research, do you have any uh, suggestion? Like, moving f- moving forward, is it, like, is it, sm- forgive my ignorance, but is it smart for uh, Emil to, you know, resist? And we try to avoid him doing his little thing? Or should we, enc- like, you know, is it, should we encourage it? Because I, I look at Emil, I'm like, I don't know, dude, you, you, you say you feel better when you let it happen but i just don't know how quickly it's a does does feeling it advance it more i'm i'm now directing it at sir quay like i'm not like looking for a meal for an answer here well i i, I suppose this, this may be a question for both of us um in, in my research around this we found that uh resistance created the cough resistance creates a little bit more pain but um 
two months was pretty is pretty quick uh, acceleration on this, but hard to say. Um, is that embracing it, or or is there, there more to that? I, you know, we don't have all of that data. Um, but I suppose that's also a question for you, Emil. Of uh, do you feel better when you embrace it and and no longer hide it? I'm usually very good at compartmentalizing. I feel physically better, but also feel like I'm training my body to be more in that state and less in the state I want to be in. It's very complicated. To add on to that, these berries, I I willed them into existence. I was I was looking at a, a good berry scroll spell scroll, and they they developed. I felt like I was trying to test the limits and. Like we have done many times, you know, the first time I shot a vine out of the ground was in this room. That, it, that was with us just experimenting. The same thing happened with these berries. I'm, I'm afraid to keep pushing the limits because I'm just making myself more monstrous is how it feels. And yes, it feels healthier to be in that state. I, it feels like it's becoming more and more natural. And I don't like that. Well... You are beyond my knowledge of this, and, uh, you know, if you choose to come back with Indigo Magnolia when it blooms and, uh, you know, over a month's time, I can try and help you as much as possible, but I think your lead here of going to Ursa Anor and seeing who might be there is your best answer, your, your best chance of, of a clear answer. You trying to resist it is is your choice, but you I don't feel like you'll feel good until you can speak to somebody else who's maybe going through this. And there may well be people at Ursa Anor who are like you and can tell you what a progressed stage of this might look like or, or the like. Yeah, and Ellis, to add on, I, I I selfishly do care. I don't I don't want to be the thing that we saw in the collector's chateau but if that's what it takes for me to get a cure for the girls that's what i'm gonna do and so i i mean at this point it's more about them than me well it looks like we got an agenda set up we're gonna take care of our business here and then head back north right pretty immediately yes i i kind of like look at a meal kind of give him a, like the head nod of like Anything else you need here? Do you know anything about the era of the lost? I can't say that I I do. Uh, I've I've never heard of such an era. Yeah, me neither. Okay. <laughs> anything else, you two? I don't have anything for Sir Quaid, sir. Thank you again for letting us, sir, into your dojo, sir. Yes, sir. But keep a meal safe, um, and you know, keep keep wits about him. Uh, and I wish the three of you good luck. And I am here uh, to continue scientific research if you so choose uh, to want that. Last thing, um, we adventurous varieties always appreciate your business as I'm putting my suit back on. And we are now exclusively carrying Vendove honey imported from Honey Guard. Make sure to give it a try. Um, it's I can say firsthand it's the best honey we've ever carried. And if you need some new boots, it's a great time to buy new boots. I uh, I don't wear boots, but thank you. All right. Uh, I have hoods. <laughs> Sorry, that was really insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But I do enjoy honey, um, and I just ran out of honey in my tea, honey on my fruit. It's great. So I, I will go down and, and, of course, continue to buy some other supplies from your lovely shop as well. Um, I will also pick a berry before I finish my shirt on and say, for your studies, <laughs> give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he puts, yeah, he puts all this. Uh, do you keep the letter, I assume? I'm keeping or? the letter, but I'll let him copy it. I'll also show him, like, the sketches I took and all the notes I took, but... I want to keep the originals if he wants to copy it. That's fine. Cool. Yeah, I think he kind of does some sort of, I'm sure there's some arcane duplication thing. Sure. I don't know. Puts it in a little box and kind of puts it on his shelf. Um, well, it was good to see you, Emil. And um, I, I hope continued good health for you. <laughs> Thank you. Whenever they brought up honey, can I look at Ellis and just get a vibe check on him? <laughs> sure um and then yeah go ahead and do an insight roll on ellis and then i don't know ellis are you trying to like hide anything when the honey's brought up not really i i don't really feel like the um there's no reason in this situation for me to kind of like hide my emotions okay but yeah still roll an insight check just to see if you 14 um yeah i think you pick up like you know a little like Maybe like a grimace or something of just like, ugh, we're bringing this up again. Maybe. Definitely, I, I, um, uh, I, I did clock that um, Emil did not say my last name, um, and then brought up the honey, and uh, you clearly see on my face just like kind of a small head shake, like we don't need to do this. <laughs> Great. Anything else here? Uh, yes. At whatever the equivalent of the front desk is. Um, I'll say, uh, I'm a, uh, personal associate of Professor Daniel Stravich in Mistfall. Um, I was hoping to check up on Zena Hab. H- how is she? How is her, her mission going? Oh, oh yes. Uh, yeah, you're, you're talking to a, a woman at the front desk and she goes, oh, oh yes, uh, Zena Hab has been in here recently. She, um, actually, you, you, you just missed her. She's, she's on her way back to Mistfall. Um, but uh, she was doing some, some research and, and spoke to Sir Quay um, himself, I guess, and, and um, headed headed back up to, to Mistfall. Okay, well, thanks. Do you, do you know anything else that she was doing, talking to Sir Quay? Is there anything else? Um, not that I know of. I, I just saw the two of them speaking at, at a, a few times, but uh, uh, no, no other uh, idea what she was doing here, no. Okay, thank you, and... As we're sort of leaving this um, branch of the Centurion delegation, probably walking down some sort of outside stair steps, um, I turn to Emil and say, um, I'd, forgive me if this is maybe a little too uh, brash, but um, I think I think you kind of hyped up this dude um, in my head. Um, what, how, how long were you training with this guy about a year um i mean he's like a, a you know similar to to loomis's professor of death like he's just like a preeminent scholar on as as much as there is he's just the only guy i could find of all the doctors i saw he's the only one i could find that knew anything about it he was able to help me figure out how to control it uh, um I, it sucks because it feels like like with Zena talking to him too, and 
I just feel like I'm being passed around like an experiment. Yeah, you absolutely are. I, I don't know what the hell to do. I, I will say that I think, unfortunately, Emil, while I can understand emotionally that might feel frustrating, it, it might be an overall net positive that you're kind of being viewed in that way, you know? Like, I don't know enough about science, but I imagine keeping keeping personal and kind of emotions out of it and just kind of looking at it as there's, you're, you're at point A and you need to get, get to point B and there's no hemming and hawing between it, at least coming from him. Yeah. And I guess that's what that's what we're for. We we can do the hemming and hawing and caring and, you yeah. know, attaching emotions to it. We can let the scientists do the science bullshit. Sometimes I feel like emotion makes you do more than you would if you weren't emotionally invested. If I could get him to care a little more, maybe he'd be a little more driven to try and figure this thing out. Do you know what I mean? It's a good point. I mean, it seems like he cares but he's going to make you do all the work. Yeah. But based off of the information that we just got, like, there's, unfortunately, dude, there's, like, no info on this shit. We're, we're really, we, yeah, we're doing the work, quote unquote, but everything we find is, seems to be a massive ad advancement and any prior knowledge to this three split stuff you know so like i don't know i it's easy for me because i'm not you and i don't have your condition but you know everybody every person we spoke to says hey good job y'all are in the right direction so you know i guess try to keep your head up i will uh, we should try and find some way to travel faster we, we can't keep solving mysteries on on boats getting around the continent it's gonna take too long there's so many magic users in the city. If Hey, if Nanoxus has any way to get us around the continent faster, that'd be great. Um, I feel selfish asking, but also it's it's crunch time. Also, you run a big uh, item shop and you have a lot. Of, you always talk about all these big connections. Start flexing your muscles, brother. It is, it is time to start calling in some favors. You're right. Maybe uh, that dude that died on the boat and we go and talk to his wife or whatever, we'd be like, oh, we're the heroes. Like, you know, try to spin it a little bit and be like, can we have a reward for not rescuing? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's the way I was going to go about it. We found the killer. So I was definitely going to go about it that way. Money peas. Yeah. I think as you guys are, I meant to do this before you left the office, but a little courier comes running down the stairs of the, the front of the Citrine delegation um, and finds you a meal and hands you a pouch of 200 gold. Uh, this is from Sir Quay Nighton. He said thank you for... <laughs> he said thank you for all the research that you've done so far to help him. Oh, thank you okay, so bye. much. I give him <laughs> a, a one silver tip. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Now I can buy new shoes. That's Just right. Kidding. Make sure you get your change. I look at Emil, I go, do y'all, dude, is child employment just like the thing here in this that city? That wasn't that a child. That wasn't a child. That was a child. <laughs> that was a little lad. I'm a little lad. And no, it's not the turn of the century in the 1900s. So child labor laws are still non-existent. Listen, we got to make a profit that... somehow. And now is that Bullet's Bullet son? <laughs> 
Anyways, the courier disappears and you never see him again. Wow. <laughs> Um, uh, you gotta stop making these guys self-aware. We need, we need them. Um, suddenly, a child revolution shows up in the street. They're all on strike. Do you hear the people sing? <laughs> you, we've been putting down a lot of capitalist themes in the in the show. Perhaps, mm-hmm. yeah. perhaps we'll flip it, and all of a yeah. sudden, we'll have a lot of socialist themes. All of a sudden, and, and, I was gonna say, I can't wait for our next, our next campaign to be like just the most fucking radical (laughs) (laughs) we guillotine a meal (laughs) i love that burn down Venzor. yeah um all right so yeah you all are done at the citrine delegation where are you off to next i'd love to show you around Venzor. it's kind of a cool place i can show you some of my old haunts and um even where i started business and where i like grew up robbing people Yes, do that. You robbed people. You're going to take us on a tour of the slums? Yeah, I kind of like to visit from time to time. Uh, Makes me feel good about where I am now. I really need a boost. So you like to look down on people? (laughs) We know that by now, Loomis. Uh, We know that. This isn't a surprise, is it? I guess, yeah. I like to look down on my past self. That's what it really is. Well, um... Yeah, bud. I mean, we have we have at least like what a day and a half, two days to kill. Yeah. Um, do you know of any jobs we could potentially do, and or large areas of grass? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I mean, the place where I I robbed people was mostly on the road out of Venzor to the north. I think. Um, where where would have been Becky like the closest gate to? I can't remember the name of the district either. Where, like, I don't know if it would be the dock ward or what. Where I would have like run with a crew. Uh, you would have run with the crew out in Westway probably. There's kind of a, a large swath of the the non elites of Vinzor live there basically. So it's anywhere from kind of like suburbia to like farmland to, to all of that kind of in the district. So yeah, that um, we like stayed outside the walls of the city and then like would come in to rob people and leave. Uh, so I think I'll take them that way and like show them some places, good restaurants, hidden gems, um, and then bring Loomis out to the nature out west so she can. Or sorry, he can heal up. Yeah, you all head out to Westway and spot different things, uh, different restaurants, different stores. There's not a, a lot of um, sort of like places of note in Westway, but you do all, uh, pass a temple to Dodothal. Uh, it's in Westway, connected to the cemetery. People pray to Dodothal for long lives and peaceful passing. They also go here to see their loved ones on to the next life. Um, other than that, though, there's not really like big... Uh, there's no like big, um, like government or like whatever you want to call like. Not a lot of other places of note, uh, but you all make it out to sort of the more rural area, and there's definitely some like unclaimed patches of grass in between homes and in between, um, you know, like pig farms and things like that. And so you can find a little spot to suck up <laughs> all the leaf juices <laughs> from the grass mm-hmm. if you want. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I go, Loomis, are you taking a long, are you trying to take a long rest here? That's what we say in, in this, our vocabulary. We say long rest or short rest. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask, I guess, God how it works so I don't have to take a long rest. 
so Becky, what, how exactly would it work in the sense of, I know typically when I take a long rest, I get all, I get my life force back or whatever, but is there essentially a short meditation I can take, whether it be, this is going to be like a short rest or even a shorter, a mini short rest, just to kind of knock down one of my like, so essentially, I don't think I've ever explained this, but I have seven life force tracker thing, I guess you could say. Um, and when I hit seven, I I think I go into mist form, right? I don't remember, but you, ca- you, ca- you go, it's not good. It's, it's not it's good. Or it's like you're getting like a little like bloodthirsty. I can't remember why yeah. I look it up again. But So right now I am at five (laughs) just based that we were on a boat for a few days and then we're in a city that doesn't have a lot of nature so i i necessarily i don't necessarily want to have to take a long rest and waste time but is there like a again like a like a 10 minute breathing exercise i can do on grass that will just take some of it away or i would gain life force rather I don't think I clarified that it had to be a long rest. I think you added the flavor of it being a long rest. So I think you can just do like a little, we'll say like an hour meditation to, to do your little radius of death. And then it counts as a, as like rejuvenating yourself. Like the whole, the whole way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at it. We never, we never wrote down, like had to be over like a long rest or anything. Should we but, make it that way? <laughs> Well, you are in, like, a public area, so, like, usually you do it in, like, the middle of the night outside of Mistfall, mm-hmm. but you are kind of in, a, like, a more public area, so I guess uh, that will be the consequence, potentially. So, as you all do this, uh, go ahead and, like, roll a perception check as you, like, go to, like, set up a little area and see if, like, anyone's watching y'all or anything like that. Okay. 19. You Yeah, you find, like, a little area... That seems pretty secluded uh, from everything. You know, it's kind of like behind. um, There's some like small, like wooded, very small kind of like wooded area behind a a little pig farm. But it seems like the the farmer is not there or anything. So it's just like the pigs there. Uh, So you find a a spot with no one watching you uh, to to do this for about an hour. Okay. I try to place myself where I don't necessarily hit the pigs because I think if they are life as well so i would drain them as well uh so just they're right outside my uh 10 foot radius okay um also we noted or of note you are destroyed when you hit all of the all of the you are destroyed oh boy which we'll say means you go back to my coffin your coffin yes (laughs) which you all have not discussed, so we will not. So yeah, you all do this little ritual, and that's where we'll stop for now. Okay. So, uh, boy, could have gotten a little dicey there with uh, with Loomis. Damn, Oops. Loomis, you gotta advocate for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be a burden. <laughs> Something Destiny would definitely also do. <laughs> <laughs> you already don't take up the food bill, so... <laughs> I mean, you can you can have a little bit of something. We can give up one hour. <laughs> say it, Becky. Oh, I'll say it again. This could get dicey. There it is. <laughs> I 
still don't really trust Sir Quay. He's giving off Gramp vibes, and I bet the two of them are going to be part of the big bads later on. You can find this Kick It Dicey where all podcasters stream and on Instagram and TikTok at TCGDPod. If you're really liking what you're hearing, please help us out by, you know, sharing it with a friend, leaving a rating or review, uh, you know, all that jazz. Thanks for joining us and stay tuned for our next episode coming out Wednesday, January 17th. <laughs>